Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Rolling along, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear hotline like Joe Montana, who was with me live a little while ago. And if you missed that, you can check it out on the podcast. Look, I'd love you to spend two hours with me every single day. That would be my first choice. But I understand you have a life to lead. So if ever you miss anything on this show, like the great Joe Montana today or any of the other fun that we have, a reminder that this is a podcast. They take the show every single day. They divide it up into two one-hour podcasts. It's called Hashtag Greenie. You can find it and listen to it anywhere you find your podcast. We also just did our grievances. If you're a sports fan, you are generally aggrieved. That's just been my experience, and I assume it's been yours as well. I prefer the word grievance to the term pet peeve. I hate pet peeves. One of my grievances is that I hate the phrase pet peeves. So if I have a grievance today, I'd like to share mine. And Bubba, let me bring you in on this. My disheveled board operator is named Brendan Peregrine. His nickname, for reasons known only to him, is Bubba. But so let me ask you a question, Bubba. We opened the television show today by saying it is three days to the Super Bowl. Three days to the Super Bowl. Now, today is Thursday. In my opinion, it is four days to the Super Bowl. And that really rubbed me the wrong way. And I was voted down on that, by the way. I tried to argue that it should be four days to Super Sunday. And I was told that it is officially three days till Super Sunday. I said, it's eight o'clock in the morning. How are we just discounting today? But I lost that argument. Bubba, if someone were to ask you right now, when's the Super Bowl? How many days away would you say it is? Well, first of all, I'm with you on pet peeve. I hate it. Pet peeve is probably one of my biggest pet peeves. Okay. Um, but I think I'm going to have to agree with the Get Up crew, and I think I would say three days as well. Three days? How could it be three days? From Thursday to Sunday is four days. What is the matter with all of you people? Where, where did you learn days? Look on a calendar. Look on a, anything. It is four days from now. Today's Thursday, then there's Friday, then there's Saturday, and then it's Sunday. It's four no, it's days. Three We're four days, days from, from Super- now. Three days from now. But that's, that, 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 I could see saying that like right before you go to bed. But it was eight o'clock in the morning when we went on television this morning. We just, today we just moved past already. We move it. We're in a society now that today doesn't even happen. I don't understand it. Not to me. Not to me. Nope. Nope. I'm convinced I'm right on this. In fact, Bubba, once again, I'm going to form a committee to look into this. And if you have the time, I'd I mean, like how many to, committees you got me on here. I want you to chair this committee. Well, you don't seem busy enough to me. So I'm going to have you chair this committee. I think we need to look into that. And the first thing I need you to do right now is play me some music because I'm going to give you five things you absolutely need to know about Super Bowl 55. Here we go. Number five. Oh, how the game has changed. The Kansas City Chiefs and Tampa Bay Buccaneers ranked first and second, respectively, in passing offense. During the regular season, Elias tells us this is the first ever Super Bowl matchup featuring the top two passing offenses in the National Football League. Amazing to think it's never happened before, but it hasn't. I have a feeling it'll happen again. Number four. Next up, according to Elias, the Kansas City Chiefs have 34 total games of Super Bowl experience on their roster, which makes sense because so many of them played in the game last year. 34. The Buccaneers have half that many, 17. And so get this, Tom Brady has played in nine Super Bowls. The rest of the Buccaneers roster combined has played in eight. Number three. Next, here's Tom Brady's best statistic. Ten of the 26 modern era quarterbacks who are in the Hall of Fame 
were elected at a younger age than he is right now. On Super Sunday, Brady will be 43 years and 188 days old. Ten of the 26 quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame were younger when they went in. Another five were exactly 43. So 15 of the 26 quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame were the age Brady is now or younger when they went in. He's playing in the Super Bowl this Sunday. What he's doing is ridiculous. Number two. On the other side of that spectrum is Mahomes, who will be 25 years and 143 days old for the Super Bowl. If he wins, he becomes the youngest quarterback ever at the time of his second Super win. Do you know who he would surpass? Anybody? Tom Brady. Brady was the youngest when he won his second Super Bowl. He was 26. Mahomes could do it at 25. Number one. Finally, what we are experiencing right now is the longest ever drought without a repeat champion in this sport. And I don't just mean the Super Bowl era. Not only the Chiefs are looking to become the first team to repeat as Super Bowl champs since the Patriots in 03-04, but going all the way back in the history of the sport, including the NFL championship, this is currently the longest drought ever without a repeat champ. We are due. The Chiefs are due. And that's one of many reasons I believe they're going to win it on Sunday. And those are five things you absolutely need to know as we get set for a Super Bowl unlike any other. By the way, you should spend your tax return wisely. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for just $199. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks for up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense and tune into Straight Talk. Have you seen the way they're buying Brady jerseys in New England, by the way? Does anyone else love this as much as I do? So I saw this story. Fanatics is the, it's the company, you know, the NFL's official e-commerce partner. They sell the jerseys and the hats and all that stuff. So they say that Tom Brady has become the best-selling NFL player ever for the two-week period between the conference championship and the Super Bowl. And a lot of that support is coming from the Northeast. Boston is one of the top five markets right now buying Tom Brady Buccaneers jerseys. I got to tell you, I love it. And my credit to all of you Patriot fans. You're loyal to your guy, and you well should be. If you're not rooting for Tom Brady, I question you as a fan. You have to be. If you are a Patriot fan, you are rooting for Tom Brady this weekend. And the fact that you're out there and you're buying his jersey, I think, is absolutely terrific. All right, Greeny with you. We have a lot coming up here. Booger McFarland is on the way and much more. I do need to take one moment, however, to send all of our love on behalf of Stacy and me to Marty Schottenheimer and to his family. I don't know if you saw the news yesterday. The family released a statement that Marty, who has been battling and suffering from Alzheimer's disease, has been moved into hospice care. And unfortunately, this is something I know a great deal about. I've been through something just like this. And I've gotten to know that family very well over the years. Stacy and I have spent a bunch of time with Brian and Jemmy Schottenheimer. They are terrific people. They are a wonderful family. And I absolutely loved Marty. Marty Schottenheimer worked at ESPN when he was in between coaching jobs. It was before he went to Washington. It was the early 2000s. And I learned so much football from knowing Marty Schottenheimer, but my overriding memory of him was his work ethic. He would show up in those days. I remember it vividly. And he'd be in our meeting in the morning. 
and he would walk in with a yellow pad and it would be blank, like a legal pad. And by the time we were done with the day, he had filled that thing up with notes and suggestions and thoughts and just great football knowledge from a football lifer. He was a very nice man, is a very nice man. And my recollection of him was of how hard he worked, how fascinating he was, how much football I learned from him, and what a wonderful family he has. So all the love in the world to the family right now as we hope that this ends peacefully for all of them. Again, our best wishes to them, and I know that they greatly appreciate all of the prayers and all of the good thoughts that are out there for one of the great football lifers that the game has ever seen, the great Marty Schottenheimer. We'll take a short break, uh, and we will come back uh, with uh, much more. I'm rolling along here. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. Rolling along, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Delighted you are along for the ride as we work our way three or four days towards the Super Bowl, depending on your perspective. It's Sunday, one way or the other. And I'm doing fun Super Bowl trivia all week long. And Bubba, this one's for you. You ready? Put the thinking cap on. I'm going to give you a few minutes to think about it. No Googling. All right. The question is this. Who was the last quarterback drafted number one overall that won the Super Bowl with the team that drafted him? Last number one overall pick quarterback to win the Super Bowl with the team that drafted him. That's the question. Bubba will take his shot at the answer as we continue in just a few minutes here. But I I wanted to get into... What Brett Favre said yesterday and then what Dick Vermeil said this morning. So I'll play them for you here. Brett Favre yesterday was talking about the situation with Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson unhappy in a million different ways and for a million different reasons in Houston and appears to be forcing his way out of his situation. Brett Favre offered this opinion on that. I'm kind of old school. I think, you know, you, you play, you get, you get paid a ton of money to do a certain job and just do it and and let the chips fall where they may. Um, I think we make too much money to voice an opinion, but I'm not saying he's wrong. Again, I think it's a different day and time, and um, it'll be interesting to see how the organization handles it. So that's fascinating to me. The very first words he used in that, or in the first phrase, 
He used the words old school, and that obviously can be described as old school thinking, among other ways of describing it. And he said, we obviously make too much money to say anything. That's a fascinating way to look at something. And he is a person who you might recall his father was a coach, so he was raised with that mentality, a mentality of sport that just doesn't exist anymore, candidly. Professional sports are not about that anymore. I understand that thinking. I couldn't disagree with it more under any circumstances, but I sort of get why he's why he feels that way. I don't think he was being critical of Deshaun in saying it. Either way, Deshaun's agent went on Twitter and wrote, Brett should probably stop throwing stones from that glass house he's sitting in. So that's that little confrontation. That's a tete-a-tete. But I didn't think that Brett Favre was really taking a shot at Deshaun or questioning his character. Dick Vermeil did. 84-year-old Dick Vermeil, a legendary football coach, was on KJZ on ESPN Radio this morning and said this. Well, I'm, I'm a little disappointed, to be honest with you, because, you know, the image that he has presented coming out of college and through the draft and through his career so far in uh, Houston has been so positive, so positive. And I don't think this approach really reflects what he has presented over the past few years. So I'm disappointed, you know, and I just don't think we can, anybody, whether it be that football team or the other 31 teams, start allowing players to step in and make decisions who runs them, who coaches them, and all these kinds of things. And I used to ask players about coaches and stuff like that that they had uh, worked for on other teams and that kind of stuff just to get insight, but not to, uh, and actually to add to my education and knowledge about people, but to uh, get to the point where you're sort of demanding uh, you want to say, I, I think is beyond the NFL player's contract. Okay, so that's what Dick Vermeil said, and it breaks my heart because I really like Dick Vermeil. I've always liked him. I grew up as a kid watching him coach the Eagles, and he was a terrific announcer. And then the first Super Bowl I covered for ESPN was when his greatest show on turf, Rams, beat Tennessee. And, and he always, you know, if you remember Vermeil crying and all that kind of stuff, he's always struck me as a good guy. But this is ridiculous. I mean, just steadfastly ridiculous. This is 2021. I don't know what world people think that we're living in. But in 2021, professional athletes, high-profile superstar professional athletes are among the most famous, influential, and powerful people we have in our culture. That wasn't the case in 1980. I get it. In the late 70s, when uh, Dick Vermeule was coaching the Eagles, maybe even in the early 2000s when he was coaching the Rams, players didn't have that level of power, that level of cachet, They didn't have the ability to control their own destiny, to have a say in their own fate. That was wrong then, and it would be wrong if it continued now. And a variety of players, a group of players, came forward and have taken control of it, and that's never going back again. Deshaun Watson is well within his rights to feel however he wants to feel, to feel completely let down by the organization that he works for, and to want to go play somewhere else. And for that matter, so was Carson Wentz. Now, the chips will fall where they may to the extent that we will judge them however we choose. And if you don't like a player like Deshaun Watson doing that, well, I'm not here to tell you what you should like and not like. And for Carson Wentz, I think a lot of people have lost a lot of respect for him for the way he's handled this stuff. But the idea that you're disappointed that they're trying to take control over their situation because a player shouldn't do that. Player gets paid a lot of money. Just shut up and play. That's not a mindset that exists in pro sports anymore. It certainly shouldn't. And among reasonable people, it doesn't. And that goes well beyond sports.
So he's disappointed. I find those comments disappointing myself. All right, let's see. Bubba, I'll be disappointed if you don't get this one right. I gave you a few minutes to think about it. Who was the last quarterback to be drafted number one overall and win the Super Bowl with the team that drafted him? All right, I think it's too easy, right? It's Peyton Manning. Well, why is that too easy? He is a quarterback who was drafted number one overall and won the Super Bowl with that franchise. But you think that no one has done it since? Yes. Okay. You're correct. I mean, and and you did not fall into the trap with so many people fall into. People so frequently guess Eli Manning because they forget that Eli Manning was not drafted by the Giants. He was drafted number one overall, but he was drafted by the Chargers and traded about an hour later to the Giants for Philip Rivers. So, Bubba, that is well done. I am impressed with you. We will uh, get more from you a little later as we'll do Who You Got on the Way. Booger McFarlane is coming up live and a whole lot more as we work our way towards the Super Bowl with me, Greeny, on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. Booger McFarlane live in 30 seconds on the Goodyear Hotline. I come to you every day live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. And here's the problem I have. Booger's going to yell at me. Booger is one of my best friends and one of my favorite people in the world is going to yell at me in 30 seconds. You will not want to miss it. I will spend those 30 seconds telling you if you're a football fan to listen up because DraftKings is the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. And DraftKings has up to $55 million in prizes up for grabs with their Super Bowl prediction pool. Enter the free prediction challenge. Answer questions like who'll score last. Boom. Get ready to make it rain. Download the DraftKings app. Use the promo code Greeny to enter the free $55 million prediction challenge. Everyone gets an instant prize up to $25,000 just for playing. 
That's code Greeny, only at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of Super Bowl 55. Terms, conditions, and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello again, Booger McFarland. What's going on, Michael? How are we, buddy? Well, you're going to yell at me now. So here's what's going to happen. So I did this list the other day, and I made a list of the best defenses ever to win a Super Bowl. So not individual best defensive performances in the Super Bowl, but of all the all-time great defenses among the ones that won the Super Bowl, who were the best? And I put the 0-2 Tampa Bay Buccaneers third. How do we feel about that? Third behind who? Between the 2000 Ravens and the 1985 Chicago Bears. Well, here's what I'll say. The, the 2000 Ravens gave up like, what, 10 or 11 points a game. I can get that. But the 85 Bears, I understand your wife is from Chicago, and I understand there's an allegiance there. But, Greeny, come on, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, the numbers. Are you serious? Here's the thing. You know, your, your defense doesn't get remembered the way that the, the, the 2000 Ravens and the 85 Bears do, for whatever reason. And when I went back and looked at the numbers, you really do have a gripe. What you guys did legitimately was ridiculous. You allowed 10 passing touchdowns the entire season and had 31 interceptions. The numbers are ridiculous for what your defense did. Here's the thing, Greeny. I understand the 85 Bears had a dance. They called it the Super Bowl shuffle. Maybe I should have had Sapp and, and Brooks and Lynch. We should have did like a Beyonce dance or something. And you would have, <laughs> have, have remembered us even more. Uh, I get it. The Ravens, it was a special defense. Lewis, Reed. But my biggest gripe is, is that people don't really and, – and you're not the first, Greeny. People don't put us in that category because – Sap was really the biggest personality on that defense. Other than that, we just had a bunch of lunch pail guys that showed up and did their job and didn't really say a whole lot. Now, Sap, his personality was bigger than life. And I think if you go back to, like, the Ravens, you had Lewis and Reed, guys that were really outspoken, the 85 Bears. We already talked about they had a dance named after them with, with the shuffle, and you had uh, Perry and, and, and all those guys on that defense. So I get it. But people, people sleep on the O2 Buccaneers, Greeny, and so I'm just going to add you to the list, and when I see you, I'm going to put you in the headlock, and I'm going to choke <laughs> I didn't sleep. You're third all-time. It's pretty good. I mean, there have been a lot of great defenses. The number three on the all-time list, I think that's it's a pretty good place to be, but I knew that you were going to take that exactly the way that you took it. L- let me ask you one more thing, because I loved the story you told on TV with us this morning. For those who didn't hear it, everyone remembers you winning the Super Bowl in Tampa, I don't know that everyone also remembers that you then got traded to the Indianapolis Colts and won the Super Bowl there, beating the Bears, uh, playing alongside uh, Peyton Manning and playing for Tony Dungy. And when I asked you for your favorite memory from that game, I really loved that story. I'd love you to tell that here. Yeah, Greeny. You know, it, it rained in Super Bowl 41 down in Miami. And, you know, people don't, people don't remember uh, that was the Super Bowl between two African-American head coaches, Lovey Smith and, T- and Tony Dungy. And so the backstory on that is when Tony got fired in Tampa, I was playing for him in Tampa. And I'll never forget, I was actually at my home laying in my bed and I turned the, the uh, television on and the camera is showing a fired Tony Dungy walking to his car in the rain with a single cardboard box. Mm. Like that, that picture and that, and that image is ingrained in my head. Now you fast forward, the Super Bowl 41, he's traded for me. I'm now playing for the Colts. We are in Miami. 
It's the only Super Bowl to date that it's rained uh, at the entire game. And we're carrying Tony Dungy off the field in the rain. And the historic uh, significance of the game, the historic significance of him being an African-American coach winning the game, and I played a small role in that, that's the memory I have. Yeah, Peyton Manning was our quarterback, and our defense played outstanding, and we ran the football with Jeff Saturday for 200 yards. But that image of Coach Dungy and me remembering back to how he got fired in Tampa, and now he gets his opportunity to be carried off and have his moment, uh, it's something I'll never forget. I love that story. I love it, and I'm so glad that you told it. All right, Greeny and Booger, let's start breaking moves. Breaking moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com slash sports. So you live right there in Tampa. So the Super Bowl is a home game as it is for you, as it is for the Buccaneers, and that's your team. So you're there every single day. Talk to me about this defense. They're certainly not on the level of, of the great defenses ever, but they have been over the last few weeks. I believe the primary reason this team is where it is. What are we seeing in this defense led by Todd Bowles, his creativity, great pass rush? Tell me about this Tampa defense and what they can do with Mahomes. Well, it's a very good mixture of, of young and old. You have Ndamukong Sue, who's been around the league a while. You have JPP. You have Shaq Barrett. The guys up front are, are some veteran guys, stout guys, the leadership. Levante David has been in the league a long time. And then you have your young guys. You have Devin White. You have uh, that, that young secondary that none of them are older than 24 years old. So it's a great mixture of both youth and experience. And it's led by Todd Bowles, who's been a head coach in the National Football League. So he understands how to galvanize, how to motivate, how to improvise, and how to make sure that I utilize this team to the best of of their abilities. And and I think for them to beat the Chiefs, Greeny, they're going to have to kind of come out of their shell just a little bit. They like to get in your face and play man-to-man defense and, and, and dictate tempo. Todd Bowles is an aggressive coordinator he's an aggressive coach which goes against everything you 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 gather about him when you meet him because he's a very soft-spoken guy Mm -hmm. they're going to have to back off a little bit and be willing to give the Chiefs yards from 20 to 20 I don't think you can win this game if you're the Buccaneers defense between the 20s I think you win this game in the red zone and on the red zone frame so anytime the Chiefs get down to that 20 25 30 yard line that's where Ty Bowles can be aggressive because you don't have to worry about Tyreek Hill going 50 yards. You have the end zone and in the back of the end zone kind of as an extra defender. And so now you can bring some pressure. You can be more aggressive and allow JPP and Shaq Barrett and Dominican suit to get to the quarterback. So I think they have to win this game in the red zone or the red zone fringe. Mm. And so, so design that, give me a little more specificity, because I want to give the fans stuff to watch for. You know, we sometimes talk about football in ways that I don't know that the fans always fully understand everything you're saying. So if, if, if we, we turn this game on and we are watching what, what, what is happening out there, what if we're looking for in the first quarter, we'll suggest to you this is going well, that Tampa's defense is playing the game you think they should or a game that you think will be effective. What will we be seeing in the first quarter if that's the case? You're going to see two safeties back at all times. Uh, whether they're playing half-field coverage or different coverage, you're going to see two safeties deep, deeper than the deepest at all times. And if they're doing that, then you're going to see a lot of short passes from the Chiefs. You're not going to see Tyreek Hill throwing up the deuces and saying Mimi uh, on his way to the end zone. You're not going to see that. Once they get inside the red zone, then you'll start to hear Tony Romo going crazy 
because now Todd Bowles will start to bring the blitzes, the pressure. You'll see Devin White become more involved uh, in the pass rush. You'll see Levante David become more involved. So you'll know this game is going according to plan when you start hearing Devin White and those guys as you get closer to the end zone. If at any point, Greedy, during this game, if at any point you see Tyreek Hill throw the deuces up and he's behind the Buccaneers secondary, then the game is totally off kilter for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> Craney and Booger McFarlane, help me with one more thing. Because there's something I hear from football players all the time. Rob Ninkovich said it yesterday on TV with us. He said, if these defenders allow Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey get off the line of scrimmage without hitting them, then that's, that's a breach of their responsibility. That's what they should be doing. They should be hitting these guys. He can never let them get a free release. I've been hearing that my whole life. You can't let the receivers get a free release. And yet, guys like Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, I watch the game, no one ever hits them at the line of scrimmage. Why is that? Why is it everyone says we got to hit these guys at the line of scrimmage and no one ever does? So let me get a little bit more specific. So if Tyreek Hill is in the slot or he's in motion, it's kind of tough to do because he's going to be off the ball. Mm. If he is an on-the-ball receiver, yes, you have to be able to get up on him and jam him because it's easier for a corner to do that. As far as Travis Kelsey, if Travis Kelsey is attached to the formation, meaning he's a yard outside the, 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 the tackle, whether it's the right or left tackle, Greeny, now he's a defensive end. I'm going to widen out, and when I come off the ball, I'm going to hit Travis Kelsey slow him down, and then I'll continue on my rush. Now, if Kelsey is spread out, you can't do that. And so I just think you have to be selective when you do that. Yes, everyone says it, but strategically, how do you go about doing it? It's going to be based on formation. It's going to be based on where Travis Kelsey is lined up at. But we also know that Andy Reid knows that. So what does he do? Kelsey and Hill are constantly in motion. So it's kind of that chess match, Greeny. If they're in that stationary position as a defender, I have to take advantage of that and use that to my advantage. If they're not, then at some point, you're going to have to line up and cover and bracket Kelsey, bracket him meaning have somebody on the inside and somebody on the outside. And as far as uh, Tyreek Hill is concerned, when he is at receiver, always those two safeties we just talked about, always keep those two safeties back so you can always help your young cornerbacks. Greeny and Booger McFarlane with outstanding insight. Uh, before I let you go, who's going to win? What do you think? I, I know, obviously, your heart bleeds Buccaneers, um, but you're an analyst, and, and you watch this stuff as dispassionately as anyone I know. Who's going to win this game? 37-31 Bucks. I think both teams are going to score a lot, Greeny, but I'm often reminded of this old adage. You know, for a while there, we thought that good offense or great offense had overtaken great defense. But, Greeny, you name the sport, and more times than not, Great defense beats great offense. And I think the Buccaneers can play great defense in the red zone. They'll make enough stops. Bucks 37, Chiefs 31. And then all next week, you're going to be talking about is Tom Brady, the greatest winner in all of sports. Is he the greatest athlete ever? And we'll do like a month of Tom Brady shows. And Tom Brady, the Tom Brady conversation will become the Pete Rose Hall of Fame, the MJ LeBron debate. Like we'll add that to the list for the next however long. No, it'll be fun. I, oh, any conversation I can have with you is a good one. Booger, stay warm and dry down there. I understand by your standards it's cold, and I know you're very sensitive to that sort of thing. So be warm, and I will see you soon. Thank you, my friend.
Absolutely greedy. It's 65 degrees and I have on a jacket. It's very chilly. <laughs> He's unbelievable. Thank you, Booger McFarlane. The absolute best. Booger with me here on ESPN Radio. Booger used to, for those of you who don't remember, Booger would come up and do Mike and Mike with me for years, all the time. He became probably at, towards the end of our run together the, the most frequent person who would fill in for Mike when Mike was off as Booger and I became you know, better and better suited together and better friends. And let me tell you, you've never seen anything. Booger is from Louisiana. He played his career in, mostly in Tampa and lived in Tampa, lives in Tampa to this day. You've never seen anyone as cold as he was when he would come up and do the show in January, February. He's, we're walking outside. His nose is running. He looked, he looked like I've never seen anything like it. I mean, I've, I've lived in my whole life either in New York or Chicago. I mean, it's cold. It, 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 right now, it's, it's cold, and it gets cold. There's like 30 inches of snow outside my house right now. Booger would not handle that well. I'm just telling you now, he would not handle it well. Okay, the NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in tonight. You get LeBron and the Lakers hosting the Nuggets, a big one in the Western Conference. It's presented by Indeed. Coverage starts 9.30 Eastern on most of these ESPN Radio stations. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, that means it's time once again for Bubba, our disheveled board operator, who every week or thereabouts will present me with a bunch of binary choices, a bunch of options, and I have to choose who I've got. Hello again, Bubba. Yeah, hello. <laughs> All right, let's get, this, let's get this show on the road. Let's do it. Who you got? Brought to you by Granger. Let's start with a little Super Bowl Sunday. Which quarterback... Are you taken to lead you on a game-winning drive? You're going Brady or Mahomes, who you got? Listen, I mean, picking against in anything or any way Tom Brady when it comes to clutch, when it comes to last-minute drives, I mean, he has done as much of that as any player in the history of the sport and probably more than almost all the rest of them combined. But I'm just not betting against Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, and I gave you this stat yesterday, is 8-1 and one in his career in games that his team trails by two scores. He wins 88% of the time when they're behind. They were behind double digits in all three of their playoff games last year, and they came back and won. So in this case, you cannot bet against Patrick Mahomes in that situation. I will take Mahomes over Brady in that spot, even though I know that'll surprise a lot of people. Bubba, what's next? All right, but now the important one. Which one would you want to play 18 with? Who you got? Okay, I like that question. Let me ask you a question. Sure. What are the stakes? Which is to say, I watched Tom Brady play with Phil Mickelson, Tiger Woods, and Peyton Manning. Yep. And Tom Brady is an all-time great football player. I have nothing but the highest respect for him. But they kept saying he's a six handicap when I was watching that, Gal. I'll say this. If Tom Brady wants to play for money and he wants to play as a six, that's my choice. (laughs) Okay? And anyone who knows golf knows what I mean by that. You understand what I'm saying, Bubba? I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, that, that... that seems like a pretty good way to make some money. I, I did not see what looked like a six handicap that day. Again, I have nothing but respect for the man, but that would be my choice. All right. I like it. Uh, let's move off from the Super Bowl for a bit. Yes. But let's keep talking quarterbacks. If Drew Brees retires, as expected, mm-hmm. the Saints are going to need a quarterback next year. Sean Payton has said they want to re-sign James Winston. Who is the best option as a starter for New Orleans in 2021? Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston, other, who you got? Well, I mean, other, if other included someone like Deshaun Watson, then obviously it would be that. But 
keeping it within the realm of what I think is reasonable, which I think is the spirit of your question, I would say Jameis. I have been a Jameis supporter. We used to joke on Get Up. I was the last man who was going to die on the Jameis Winston, uh, Jameis Winston Hill when he was still in Tampa. And look, he has never proven me right. But when he signed in New Orleans, I said, this is the best thing that could happen to him. Get a year Watching Drew Brees, learning from Drew Brees, get a year in that system, learning from Sean Payton, one of the great offensive minds that we've ever seen, and then apply that extraordinary talent and just limit the mistakes. He is always going to be turnover prone, but you can't live with 30 picks. No team could live with that. If Patrick Mahomes threw 30 picks, he couldn't live with it. So you can't live with it. But if he can cut the turnovers to a reasonable number, it can still be a high number comparatively, but a reasonable one, you can win a lot of football games with Jameis Winston. So I'm going to say, Jameis, I'm not giving up. I believe that is the direction they're going to go, by the way. They will have those two guys, Jameis and and Taysom Hill. Hill will continue in the sort of gadget play role that he's in, and Jameis will be the starting quarterback. Greeny and Bubba with you on ESPN Radio. We're doing Who You Got? What's next? All right. Adam Schefter told 97.5, the fanatic in Philly, this about Carson Wentz. If I had to guess, I would guess he is traded. That'd be my guess, okay, at some point this offseason. The assumption was with Doug Peterson gone, Wentz was staying, but now with Shefty saying this, who you got as the Eagles quarterback in week one? Listen, I've said many times on these airwaves, Shefty doesn't just say stuff. Like, Shefty's not saying that because he just pulled that out of a hat. Shefty's saying that because he knows there's a real possibility of that. So I'm going to go with Shefty. And if that's the case, then I assume Jalen Hurts is going to be their starting quarterback. Now, I think trading Wentz is going to be really hard to do. You're probably going to have to pay someone to take that contract off your hands. The logical someone would be Indianapolis. I don't know what they get back in return, but it won't be a quarterback. So I believe Jalen Hurts will be the starting quarterback for the Eagles. And candidly, even if Wentz is there, I think there's a good chance Hurts is the starting quarterback week one. So I will say Jalen Hurts is the starting quarterback week one for Philadelphia. Bubba, what's next? Rodney Harrison told Tom Curran that bringing back Cam Newton would be, quote, the worst decision Belichick ever made. That's harsh. They still have Jared Stidham. Matt Stafford's off the market. Who you got under center for the Patriots next season? It's a great question, and, and I really thought Stafford would be a great fit there, and apparently that was the one place he literally didn't want to go because of Matt Patricia. I, I will say, just because as the musical chairs sort of play themselves out, it would be a fun scenario, I'm going to say Jimmy Garoppolo. That's where it began for him. I think Belichick always liked him. I, I will always believe Belichick was ready to give the ball to Jimmy G once upon a time. Let's see if he does it now. So it's a guess. It's nothing but a guess, but I will say Jimmy G. We got time for one more, Bubba. Go. Back in April, Joe Burrow and Chase Young went 1-2 in the NFL draft of Cincinnati and Washington. If both teams were redrafting at the top of the draft right now, who would they select? Who you got? I hate the question because it's going to sound like you're knocking Chase Young. I believe Cincinnati would still take Burrow, and I believe over Washington, Herbert. Huh? I believe Washington would take Justin Herbert. And the reason I say that is because of the hometown factor. I understand what you mean. Do I know? Do I do I think Herbert looks like he could wind up better than Burrow? Yes. Although I think Burrow is excellent. Herbert's on a much better team. But the hometown factor, I think they would still take Burrow. But I think Washington would take Herbert and someone would get the steal of the century in Chase Young. Bubba, read it up. 
Who you got? Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickgranger.com slash safety or just stop by. All right. Outstanding. Bubba, thank you. Outstanding work today. Thank you, everybody, for hanging out with me for these two hours here. It's such a great week as we have this quarterback carousel to sort of keep us occupied, but we work our way towards this game. Again, it is a game that we were not promised. Multiple occasions this year, I would have bet you a lot of money that we would not get. And instead of just getting a Super Bowl, we're getting what shapes up to be maybe the best Super Bowl matchup we've ever seen. So let's enjoy it. Thanks for hanging out. See you back in Better Than Ever tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast.